Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, April 10, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Let's start with the first thing that's jumping off the page on the daily chart, which is above the neckline of the inverse head and shoulders pattern that we've now been watching for two, two and a half weeks. The market remains bullish. It remains under the eventual target. We don't know whether it will get there or not, but it's certainly a lot higher than it is today, meaning price. What else do we have? We have a market last week that ran into some short-term overhead resistance up in this neck of the woods, and the neck of the woods really refers to this whole area where the market broke down. Now it's come back to retest the area of where it broke down. Where have you heard that before? And it's stalling out. Now it didn't get rejected. It's eating time off the clock, which is akin to building energy for the next move higher. What do we use as a benchmark to determine whether or not the bull case is really still on the table or not? We're using this breakup candle low, which they have yet to test. That comes in around 404.50. Nothing's changed since last week. The next place of overhead resistance, if the market, misses market, takes another leg higher, is around 415. The number is actually just short of 415. We'll use it for rounding purposes. That's not the inverse head and shoulders target. That's the next target slash overhead resistance on the upside from where current price is. Taking a snapshot of the weekly chart, is there anything wrong with this? No. Is it eating time off the clock? Yes. From a weekly chart perspective, they already came up short of the 100 period moving average. They pulled back. Now they're back up in that zone, but eating time off the clock, are they doing that to bust through the 100 period moving average to get to the next target? Maybe so. Do we have any tinfoil hat events upcoming? Are there any scheduled on the docket? The answer is maybe so. We're not there yet. The market can trade up into those events or certainly down into those events. I'll see what's going on when that event comes to fruition. It's not here yet. How about a sell in May and go away type situation this year? It's on the table. We don't know. It's in back of mind slash awareness. And plus, it's not even close to May. Just wetting your whistle. By the way, circling back to the daily chart of the SPY and this breakup candle low, that's 404.55. If the market should, and I'm not saying it will, we don't know, but if the market should get below that and close below that, that's going to be a hint that it's kind of like an Irene Jr. Put that on a sticky note. What about inside the numbers? Did anybody make money today inside the numbers, whether it be the live room, or inside the numbers data only. Post it under the video if you had a good day inside the numbers. Early on, zero dark 30, we've got a little commentary on the board. Everybody that was in the live room from last week on Thursday, remember the market was closed Friday, on Thursday owes me a nickel 
because we said, I said, that it wouldn't be unlikely. In fact, I'll bet you the market finishes in the green, and I said this when it was down in the morning. Why is that? Because the market likes to float them into the three-day holiday weekend. We've said that before. We'll continue to say that until it doesn't work. And what we have here is markets do the same stuff over and over. You can take advantage of it if you know what you're looking for. Getting back to today, we had some numbers on the board, but they were adjusted during the pre-market session. So these really didn't matter. What matters is what happened as the market started to get closer to the opening bell. So let's focus on the stuff starting at 921. Again, before the opening bell, where are they now? The new pivot is going to be 406.85. Below opens the door for another leg lower to the likes of 405.75, give or take. That's the first place for a bounce back in the other direction. This is the early morning setup. Stay tuned. We had a lower number if need be. Remember 404.50, that was that breakup candle low. And here it is. If they stay above 406.85, the bulls can bounce the tape. Early morning stuff, they'll jerk them around at the open awareness stuff. So let's take a look at what actually happened. We think better in pictures. We also learn better with visuals. 406.85 became the pivot. Above, the bulls are in control. Below, opens the door for lower stuff. They never got to the lower stuff to produce a trade looking for that low of the morning session type trade. So they didn't get down to my number at 405.75. They got 405.97. That's not really close enough. At least it wasn't early in the morning for that give and take or that give or take what I'm looking for. So therefore, I didn't get the low of the morning session, but that doesn't mean there's not another trade on the board, which you'll see in a moment, certainly discussed ad nauseum in the live room long before it happened. What we said was, hey, look, Where's the trade? Well, if they don't give us the number on the downside, this is what they could do. They could get above 406.85. That'll be a tell for the bull case. And then what we can do is buy a retrace. They got above. We bought the retrace. They took off. They came back one more time, but we got the trade out of it. The rest, I don't know if anybody stayed in it or not, but they weren't supposed to. They got a base hit slash double, and then the market came back down, shake out the long players, the Johnny-come-latelys, and then they took off again. But they gave us the trade. Let's see how that unfolded inside the numbers. First, we're looking for 405.75. They didn't give it to us. That could have been the give-or-take part, maybe, but above 406.85 takes the lower stuff off the table. So anybody that was bearish knew that below 406.85, you can no longer be in the bear camp. We were also looking for another potential trade, the thing where they spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction. If they did that at 405.75, another trade, another trade opportunity on the table. They didn't do that, but we're looking for what the market does that can produce an opportunity. Just because it doesn't do the thing that it was going to or look like it was going to do five or ten minutes ago doesn't mean something won't develop later. We talked about this ad nauseum, at length, in the live room today. Patience, you have to wait for the market to give you the setup you want, and when you can eliminate the FOMO, 
the thing where I'm just going to hop in because I'm guessing the market's going to do that. When you start to eliminate that, that chasing stuff, that eliminates a lot of the bad trades. We talked about that at length today. By 10.15, the recapture of 406.85, as long as they stay above, is the bull case for more upside. That would be up to 409 or more. We talked about that at zero dark 30 as well. So you knew the upside target at minimum if they were going to turn bullish. It's another valuable piece of information. Here it is at 1045. While they're above, any retest of 406.85 is just a test, and they can bounce off. If they get below 406.60 on candle closes, that's no good. There's your retest of 406.85. Staying above is the bull case. This is that spot over here where they came back for the retest. What's the low? 406.66. I said 406.60. As long as they stay above 406.60, it's just a retest. We're looking for a bounce. They got to a high of 407.79. That's good for about 10 S&P handles, give or take. How you doing? A lot of takers in the live room. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. It's all in here. If you're an interested intraday trading participant, you'll read the notes to find out if this is something of value to you. Can you use this information to your advantage? Where's the overhead resistance? Between 408.85 and 409.30. This is an afternoon thing. That's a target. It's also overhead resistance where they should have a reaction in the other direction. The line is moved up to 409. We'll split the difference. And what did they do? They had the reaction in the other direction, good for a minimum of a scalp with potential. It's still a scalp with potential, and they did that. Overhead resistance means a couple of things. A, they're going to stop going up. They could go sideways. They could pull back. We don't know which one, but the overhead resistance part is they stop going up, at least for a while. What about stocks on the move today? Keep in mind, earnings season will get kicked off I believe later this week or next week, they generally start with the banking sector. That'll be interesting to see how markets react to bank earnings and what they say about the supposed issue that's going on out there. Maybe it was resolved. Maybe it's not. I'm not buying the story it was resolved. The only one on the board today that hit its entry objective was Apple. A couple others came close, but no cigar. Let's look at the chart of Apple. 160.82 160.82 was the first number on the board. They came into it. They spiked it a little bit. They bounced up. They gave you a base hit. We had some takers in Apple, and we had the exit in the live room in Apple, and we had some folks that made a nice profit, and they got out in time before the retest. We don't know whether the retest of the number is going to be a collapse or a bounce off the retest, so they were out at 161.50. We talked about it in the live room. We talked about Tesla in the live room today. It could get up to 183 or more. It got up to 183 or more. Just saying, what's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, we had a pullback from the bounce and now another bounce. So we have a higher low. We have a low and we have a higher low. If the S&P 500 is going to complete the inverse head and shoulders pattern, then the IWM will still have more room to run to the upside to get into those 
moving averages. We don't know how far in, we don't know which one or ones they will hit, but they will get up into those moving averages if the S&P is going to complete or even come close to completing the inverse head and shoulders pattern. Speaking of S&P, I want to go back to the daily chart of the S&P because I'm getting some messages. There's posts under the video. There's stuff on Twitter about a daily chart S&P big time head and shoulders pattern. Let's talk about it real quick. You have a neckline. This is what they're talking about. Okay, you have a neckline. You have a left shoulder and you have a head and you have a right shoulder. That's not a right shoulder. It's a right shoulder if it comes down here, and that will trigger a head and shoulders pattern if you break the neckline. They're nowhere near the neckline. That will trigger also Irene. will know about Irene long in advance. Don't pay attention to things that are discussed on the internet. They're not all true. These are the bears discussing a head and shoulders on a big time frame, a daily chart time frame that could, may, might, maybe happen. It's not today. Back to Camp IWM. Let's look at this from another perspective. My favorite market leading indicator, and it was up about 1.2 or 3% today against the S&P that was up about two tenths of 1%. Now, the S&P was negative and IWM was really not negative. It was positive all day long. That in and of itself, those items the relative strength, the outperformance, that's positive for the overall market. They are my favorite market leading indicator. I put that stuff on a sticky note and the bull side of the ledger. That being said, what's my second favorite market leading indicator? How about the folks down at the transportation department? Again, another big up day, even more so than the IWM, up 1.6 or so percent today. That's relative strength. It's my second favorite market leading indicator, but a number one, canary in the coal mine. You know this. Heed the canary in the coal mine. Very strong day for the transports. Of note, puzzle piece on the table. Both markets, both favorite market leading indicators, puzzle pieces on the table. What about the Q people? Finished flat on the day, but guess what? They were down pretty good earlier. Take a look at a five-minute chart. They were all the way down at 3.13 and a quarter today, finished at almost 3.18. Never got below Thursday's low, but still, nonetheless, they were down pretty good early in the morning. The NQ was down in the pre-market. The NQ is the futures NASDAQ 100. When you look at the futures chart, you see a big-time tail candle. You don't see that on the intraday Q chart. You see it on the NQ chart because it trades outside the regular market hours. I like to get a different look, as you know, just looking around things, checking things out. Not that dissimilar in the ES contract. Another tail. I don't like tails in the middle of nowhere. This is in the middle of nowhere, but this is bullish. They went up and they're eating time off the clock. The fact that they couldn't even break last week's lows and they caught a bid and finished near the high of the day, that's bullish. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. What about the financials, the XLF? They're waiting on the earnings. They're waiting on the next shoe to drop. Whatever they're waiting for, they're not doing anything. They're not really having a great bounce off the lows still. There's still trouble in the financial paradise as far as I'm concerned. About Smash Mouth, 
good proxy for the tech space as a whole, is the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index. Guess what? Nice, big, healthy up day, up 1.7%, four and a half bucks, give or take. That's a positive development. Remember the weekly chart. Forget about the daily noise, the intraday noise. Look at the weekly chart. They ate time off the clock around the 100-period moving average. Started to break out. Didn't get to my eventual target. Doesn't mean they won't. They came back to retest the 100-period moving average, and they're eating time off the clock above it. There's nothing bearish here. This is a bullish setup slash situation until it's not. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.